footy and frothies uh, trial review show. Daggy, Barney and Ollie with you uh, to look back upon the first weekend of pre-season trials. We've all recovered from our post-pre-season uh, preview hangover and are back on the way and it might have taken some of us a couple of days longer than others, but... Uh, I no longer have the advantage of youth on my side, Ollie, and also the advantage of not drinking <laughs> 37 beers. So apologies to anyone that's found this show via YouTube and listened to my West Tigers preview. Don't actually know what I said. So um, anyway, we're here. We're away again. And uh, good to be back, boys. How are we all going, Oliver? Yeah, doing all right. I've uh, just come back from a, a weekend at Port Macquarie with the missus and her family for a 21st. So didn't catch most of the trials games, unfortunately, but... Um, yeah, the couple I did watch were interesting, especially that one on um, Monday night. It wouldn't be a footy and frothy show without someone having to lift up their mic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, not much other than that. And Barney, old hop along Harvey, how is how's <laughs> the, uh, the cankle and what else going on? Yeah, the calf's not great. I've started walking properly, which is good, <laughs> but it's taken me three or four days to get over a torn calf from the weekend playing cricket, but... Uh, we live and we continue on uh, back at work after two weeks' holidays, which um, sucked the life out of me, but <laughs> we're getting there. <laughs> and some of these trial games sucked the life out of me over oh, the weekend as well, it. to be honest. <laughs> didn't a couple just, all I wrote to you is, didn't some of these feel like uh, 2021 all over again? Three quarters of the games were pretty rough to watch, to be honest. You had a, a bunch of reserve graders and under 16s yeah, that haven't. Um, double here, get that mic. <laughs> <laughs> you had a bunch of reserve graders and, you know, Jersey flag players that haven't played for two years. And if they have, that's been in, interrupted through COVID. So it's, um, yeah, some of the games are pretty tough to watch, but there's a few standout stars in most games. So. Uh, we will get to them soon. We'll just run through some news first. Uh, thanks for everyone that's jumped on for the first time. Footy and Frothy's podcast. We'll run through each and every week, twice a week, uh, a review show. Either Sunday, Monday, potentially Tuesday nights where we wrap up all the action from the prior weekend. And then a Wednesday night preview show where we will obviously uh, run through all the action for the upcoming weekend. So stick around. Hopefully we uh, can impart some knowledge or at least... Uh, an unbiased-ish opinion and uh, <laughs> give you something to listen to. But uh, let's get into some news. Uh, well, the NRLW kicks off this Sunday with a triple header. Ollie, I know you're excited. Uh, the Titans yes. are in there and ready to go. They take on the Dragons in round one. The Roosters and the Broncos, the Knights and the Eels. Uh, I was reading a fun story about the NRLW last year where literally what happened was everyone forgot it existed and it didn't actually get... Uh, organised. Well, when they did actually cancel the season, so they well, and Hannah Southwell, who is basically the NRLW's RLPA representative, came out publicly and was talking about how she didn't know what was going on with the pay situation once the season got cancelled, like what money would people be getting and apparently she messaged Andrew Abdo multiple times and he just completely ignored her and then just randomly made some announcement and she was like, well, this is great, but you've not actually spoken to anyone about this it just seems and it's unfortunate that the NRLW is a bit of a a um, afterthought for the NRL which leads me to believe that maybe that there should be some form of governing body underneath the NRL that focuses purely or people who focus purely on that competition because I do genuinely think it's got a lot of potential it is from what I've seen the best professional women's competition of any sport in the country, just about. Yeah, and th- there's just there'll be W League yeah. players that tell me we're wrong, but uh, <laughs> I'd agree with you. But there's just there's so much potential, so many 
little fixes that could be made with this competition to make it so much better and so much more interesting, and the NRL just doesn't do it. For example, um, having teams play each other twice so you don't have a situation where a comp goes for five weeks. That could be something <laughs> like... <laughs> Probably wouldn't hurt, eh? And, and most of the people that I've heard from who don't actually watch the comp is because, one, either their team's not in it, or two, because they can't really invest in a competition that only lasts a couple of weeks. So if you were to just do that, you get so many more people watching. But anyway, well, that's a bit fairness, of a tangent. Well, because usually by the time I realise it's on, it's been a week. Yeah. And by the time you get invested, it's the finals. So yeah. well, why would I care? Is, is well, the I remember in the first season, I think it was 2018, the Roosters hadn't won a game. They were dead last on the ladder, and they won their last game and made the grand final. Like that, that should never ever be a possibility in any sport. Like of course not. And the fact that um, you know they're not on a professional wage, they're not on enough to make a living just by just by playing football. There definitely should have been something put in and around yeah. the fact of making sure that they got uh, some sort of payment uh, for and last um, year. Old PVL, who God bless him, uh, he keeps both my interests alive during this last couple of years, uh, and keeps me invested in a fine racing industry. But uh, oh, employed by the fine racing industry, but. Um, for them to then announce a fifty million dollar profit randomly for the year yeah. on the back of not holding the comp was like a double. Oh, and then yeah, they sort is. of turn around and go, oh, they'll get paid twice next year, but then they've got to play two comps in one season yeah. as well. So well, it's <laughs> like the um, come on. I'm but there's also the confusion because given like I saw that um, it was a Jess, Jess Sergis, yeah, yeah, and a lot of the best players signed for the Tigers. Like, how good is this? Well, Tigers don't actually have yeah, an Tarsh- NRLW team. Tarsh- 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 yeah. yeah, So it actually doesn't... From a, a eyes on the product point of view, yeah. it actually doesn't mean anything. It, essentially, it'd be like if the NRL was on for four weeks at the start of the year, four weeks at the end of the year, and for the rest of the season, they go back and play New South Wales and Queensland Cup, which is essentially the Tasha Gale mm. Cup for um, the New South Wales women's competition. So, yeah, it's all a bit silly. And just speaking about the, the payment and that, I'm pretty sure the marquee contracts, which they do have specific contracts for star players are between eight and twelve thousand. Mm. And like looking at I know there's the arguments and stuff in terms of equal pay and if a competition's not as viable as another they shouldn't be getting paid as much. But I look at that and I think couldn't they probably be getting a little bit more than somewhere close 12, to thousand like of you know what I'm like twelve thousand dollars. Yeah. Like well, I think they do if enough if to earn a bit a more TV than that. product uh, and I'm not advocating by any means for, you know, um, matching NRL wages but mm. If they're a TV-based product that is guaranteed TV money, they should be making a sizable chunk of that. And, and it's also a thing, too, of the NRL could probably be doing a lot more to actually promote the women's game and make it a more Absolutely. profitable product. It's a fantastic product. product. Yeah. I, I generally enjoy it. Uh, like like I said, it's, I think it, I agree with you. It's the best uh, women's product in Australia. Um, and I, I couldn't, I can't, with no research, compare it to what BBL, uh, WBBL Contracts maybe, but I believe they're close to fifty. I think they earn the most, and then it yeah. might be the A League. But yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, we've yeah, it's back this week. Uh, good luck to all involved, and check it out. Uh, uh, yeah, it'll be on Saturday, Sunday, Arvo from about one o'clock, I believe, on Fox Sports. Uh, I don't have a lot of other news apart from. Uh, well, do we touch on the Tigers' five-man leadership group at? Um, to give your initial thoughts because you obviously who's going to make who's going to make the challenges is the first one when you cut your captain's well, it's, challenge. It's a leadership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There'll sure, be a captain. There'll, there'll have to be a captain and nominated I'm, I'm each week. I'm almost certain that um, Penrith named a five-man leadership group last year. It's been a it's been it's a been cliche a thing for teams for what probably what six or seven years now. I think even the cricket team at one point had three or four different you know people in the leadership group. And that's all well and good at team meetings when everybody has their say and, you know, you've got your forwards captain who wants to talk 
you know, represent yeah. the forwards and the backs and the and the halves, but come game day, there's, it's got to be one man. There can't be. It will be. Five uh, of them, uh, so. If I was to read between the lines, and I'll get to you in a sec, Ollie. Oh, to just Adam Dewey will be captain, but they can't say they can't anoint a bloke who won't play till maybe around Half ten or twelve. Season. Yeah, the club captain. Uh, thoughts, Oliver. Well, in terms of the captaincy within itself, I'm actually fine with there being two captains as long as one of them's a back and one of them's a forward. Like you alluded to, anything other than that um, is just confusing, and you should probably be better off with one captain. And just looking at the captains that the Tigers have named, one of them's been at the club for half a season, one of them's a debutant. You've got one player who's out until about round 10. You've got James Tamo, who's probably the only experienced captain or the most experienced player there and one of them's going to be at Newcastle halfway through the year so yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> what's like going said, on here? You actually look at it I believe that apparently it was peer voted but I believe It's poor PR realistically that that kind of conversation shouldn't it, be in the public eye that's yeah. something that's said around the table and it's when we have our team meetings, these are the five guys that are going to stand up and they're going to say what they've got to say. So if you want them to say something, go and speak to them. If you actually That's look back to Tiger Town last year, on that show they had a five-man leadership group because mm. uh, they all took them out for dinner. Yes. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pascal. The, yeah, they took them out for dinner. And Dewey was in it then and it was yeah. Tamo and whoever else cares. Uh, and... Look, I, I, yeah, I think by the time Dewey's back, he'll be captain. I think they probably don't want to put the pressure on Luke Brooks. So I think they want to be able to say... Uh, Tamo's going to run, you know, Tamo have the seat next to him for a couple of weeks and then we'll see where it's at. What can I add? Uh, but know, interestingly, um, what Newcastle did was name Kalen Ponga as team captain. And this was underrated. And uh, Braley as club captain. Okay. So I guess I don't know if both have C's or whether one's enough, you know. I dare say Braley probably would have had the armband if he wasn't injured for the season. So yeah, so know, or maybe while he's injured, he's going to be at the legs club, making sure everyone behaves at the pokies and um, yep. that yeah, hobbling around, slapping people uh, around yeah, the yeah. training yeah. at old uh, but West Ashford. You know, yeah. in, in fairness, I think that's uh, a nice sign of respect to Jaden. It is yeah. absolutely uh, that. Hey, we're not just taking it off you, but someone's got to be captain at the moment. I mean, he comes back what a bit after halfway through the season as well. That he I think will it's the majority of the season. Isn't yeah, it's it? a long yeah. time. Yeah. But so he, the Achilles, he will. Isn't it? So it's yeah, yeah. Be close to twelve it's months. Tw- yeah. yeah, it's nine months or something. So I can't imagine him playing too deep into the finals. But <laughs> just ask their fans, Ollie. Uh, not a lot of other news. I think you know that hasn't been covered by mainstream media before we've got our hands on it. But in general, we'll try and touch on all news topics quite early in the week. Judiciary news, though, and. Uh, Actually, we'll, we'll just skip to the signing news first. The Eels re-signed uh, Dylan Brown till 2024, uh, and then Greg McIntyre, Rodwell, Ogden, all for next year as well. To uh, sh- at least they've got a team next year, which yeah. is nice. Uh, <laughs> um, any comments on Parramatta? Oh, well, obviously McIntyre, I think, is a pretty good, uh, pretty intelligent signing there. Um, Dylan Brown's just there to shore up the halves, so that at least they've got a direction going forward. That's, I think, that's more of a. Um, these are our halves for next year when they're going to try and find a few more players to come across. They can say, well, this is our spine going forward. And, you know, apart from the nine, which they're, they're not too sure about at the moment. But yeah. if it wasn't for reports um, that actually haven't really been talked about for a little while now, that the Warriors were pretty hot on trying to get Dylan Brown to the club for next year, I think it would have been maybe a bit smarter for the Eels to at least wait. Do they Until feel like a few weeks into now. the season? Because if they were seriously going to throw nine hundred at Dylan Brown, well, the rumor also be was they, they wanted him to play hooker unless he got nine hundred here. 
we'll, we'll put I it. Couldn't imagine put, for one year. Wouldn't think so. Put it this way: if I'm the Eels, I would have probably preferred to wait at least till five weeks into the season to see if he's improved on 2021, which by his standards was average. The way in which I guess I could advocate for them signing him now, if there was a club like the Warriors, maybe, or maybe another club that we've just not heard about sniffing around, and they thought we've got to secure him now, and we're going to lose him. That's sort of what yeah, I'm thinking there. Perhaps the board have sat back and gone, look, it's been a bad look for three months yeah. and we need to shore up some of this. Let's get at least him on the books. And then you've got at least Gutho, him, Moses and Paulo, who yeah. puts well, the, him in good stead. The so thing is too, whilst we all like, talk about and acknowledge how Dylan Brown dropped off last year, one thing I've noticed with para fans is they haven't. Like, they're yeah. still very high on him I, in particular. Su- I was very surprised because, so, especially some of our mutual yeah. friends and good listeners of the show, are still very high on a, a year I didn't, from from someone who thought he'd be a they'd blow away New Zealand 5-8 and this, that and the other, uh, I thought he was, well, he obviously wasn't that last year, but no. the, the power fans are still quite high on him, so... I mean, let's say hypothetically we did have a World Cup last year. There's a chance Benji Marshall could have beaten him out to the. I think you would have picked Benji. Would have picked him like, from yeah. him. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, playing a bit role off the bench for yeah. South. Yeah, they they know who they are. Our fans, uh, our para fans, but they were very supportive of Dylan Brown and very excited to have him resign. So yeah, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, as well in the Greens game, it is one bad season. He's still got plenty of, of time. Of course, to young kid, and he's shown so. that he's got some attacking ability. Ability about him, so uh, Blake Laurie re-signed for the Dragons for next year. Curran's re-signed with the Warriors for two more years. Good signing there. Obviously, yep. we all have wraps on him. Isaiah Katoa is another Dolphins acquisition. Young Penrith half. Yeah, well, um, Penrith were blowing up <laughs> about their juniors getting poached when uh, they've just won a comp with a team full of juniors. So, But that's that's been the story of Penrith for years. You want to complain about it, you complain about it years ago when they're finishing mid-table and the Roosters are taking all their players from, like, jersey flag and stuff. Like, this isn't something that's only just started happening. Penrith, have, it's pretty obvious, had the best nursery for so long in the NRL that their players do get poached, but they still always somehow manage to have a team it's full of juniors. It's also a nursery like, that what covers probably close to 400 square kilometres. Yeah. It'd be pretty yeah, from pretty close if you to go from here to out west, yeah. out west. Well, just through attrition, you can't keep them all. Yeah, absolutely. And look at the team they put out on the weekend. They, you know, they were up against another team that was full of young players, but they were far superior than the mm. Sharks. You know, under twenties players. Yeah, and they it's, there's some young guys in that squad that will definitely be playing first grade and be right up there as some of the better players in a couple of years down the line from now. Well, so. Josh Curran's effectively a was a Penrith yeah. junior, uh, who we just mentioned. You can go right around the comp. I know there's a lot of the junior Tiger system has grown up out this way. Yep. So we'll see them in the next couple of years. So it is what it is. Like, I know you yeah. try to produce them, but you've got when you've got the size nursery, well, it is what it is. You still get first pick. With Katara. Yeah, realistically. And you can't complain when yeah. others go. With Katara in particular as well, like, what does he want to do, wait around? Because Nathan Cleary, yeah, at right. a stretch, can still play another 10 years. Like, what's he going to do? Just sit reserve I. grade. Yeah, twiddly time. Yeah, as can Luai. So, what's he going to do? Like, fill in when yeah. somebody gets hurt or yeah. when they're playing Origin. Yeah, no. Isaac Lukey was one had been speculated for a little bit, and he's re-signed with the Cowboys for three years. Elam Lukey. Elam Lukey. Oh, sorry, Elam Lukey. <laughs> Elam, Isaac. That's from. good signing. Uh, maybe Cowboys, Isaac. Luke. I think that's probably why. <laughs> Elam <laughs> Lukey. Uh, great signing. I think at least it gives him something. Yeah. Uh, and that's it for signing news, injury news. Uh, well, Canberra all got COVID, so they all missed the trial game. 
for better or worse. Uh, Peter Holler from that game got four. He will be out for four to six weeks with Meteor. Yeah, right. He wasn't too bad in that game either. He wasn't too bad. Uh, Hayes Dunster will be gone for the season. And uh, just seen it, Heimel Hunt and Hodgson from Newcastle are going to miss probably at least the first month out of that trial game. Uh, no other major injury news. Dunst obviously probably would have been starting winger there at Paris. So you would think so. Yeah, well, Sivo's still going to be out for a little while, isn't he? Sivo yeah. won't be there till uh, 12 weeks or so, they're saying. Uh, yeah. there, there was mail around trying to get a Zarko, but that's been since uh, popped. As a result, uh, Fumiamo for that shot, got five weeks. Uh, so he'll be missing the first part of the season. Uh, other judiciary news, though, is uh, Luke Thompson, a $2,700 fine. Moga, $1,600 fine. Uh, your man, Pele, got a week. Yep. So and uh, Braden Trindle got two, which probably puts into well, puts him into a bit of uh, disarray for starting half there. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, all reports... The week before the trials was that Moylan was going to start anyway. So, but <laughs> coming yeah. off the, well, you have a look at the two performances from Trindle in the um, Indigenous game and the trial. He was well below par. He wasn't. He didn't look close to being a, a first grade halfback. So, there's probably reasons behind I, it. I feel like though he's the only one who's got any sort of game control about him. Like whether like it's a whole other argument about form and playing well and that. But in terms of an actual play style he probably out of anyone that kind of fits halfback better he gave Hines the control of that indigenous team as well he he realistically just sat back and Hines did pretty much everything so it looks like Hines will be running the show and um, Moylan will be running 5'8 if he can run (laughs) and and what slow down (laughs) with 20 Uh, metres to go I just got to my brain compute <laughs> Moylan running 5 8. What was it? It was that game against the Titans. Uh, he, he ran down Jared Wallace, or Jared Wallace nearly ran, ran it, and Moylan was like surprised he got as far as he did, or something like <laughs> yeah. he looked audibly like proud of himself. And then the next one was like he ran yeah. and was just looking for someone to tackle him. That's right, was, no one was there, and he was and like, he oh. just ended up laying down. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's yeah, the news. So, in general, most weeks we'll go through this in better with a bit. More analysis. One more thing to mention is Latrell did have his penalty reduced by a week for missing the All-Star game, uh, which we sort of deemed fair enough, I believe. But then other clubs, uh, namely Warriors and Newcastle, have questioned that uh, Ponga and uh, the Cheese would have both featured in that game so therefore should be in the same bracket, which, uh, if it's good for the Goose, is good for the Gander. Well, it's, it would have, should have, they didn't. That's for an all, like, I oh, reckon Smith would have played. Fair. Pongo would have been played. named captain. Yeah. So would have Smith. Smith oh, were they suspended? Oh, because they were suspended. Yeah, I'm thinking because so many players <laughs> so were they not allowed even to go. declare, but they're okay. saying, okay, Latrell would have okay. played. And yeah. But Ponga chose not to play, didn't he? So. Well, and this is the thing. That if both clubs in advance had have declared their players were not available, which I suspect New Zealand did, I would say... Oh, Reece Walsh, sorry, as well. well New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, so Cheese, Walsh and Ponga would be the ones. Oh, what about Cheese <laughs> responding to Lara Pitt when she confirmed the news about Latrell? <laughs> was like, can you get me picked for round one, Lara? <laughs> so I think if if it is, like I said, if it's good for the goose yeah. and there's no other ducks and drakes involved, just keep the menagerie going, uh, it should be good for the others involved as well that Cheese should 
be allowed to serve that because he definitely would have played. Well, for Ponga, it would uh, be for the good of the game because Newcastle fans need some reason to watch their team. And he's is it Ponga? I think Reese Walsh. Or has Ponga got in, Ponga's got injury concerns or something mm. again? Look, Newcastle was involved here. Pretty somewhere, sure Ponga's right? I, I know that, in the first round, isn't he? No, I might be thinking of Reese Walsh. Then. I, I think Ponga Walsh. might have his. He's okay at the moment, but there are like light concerns. No, it's definitely Reese Walsh. Well, he played the trial, so. No, he'd be fine. No, I'm thinking of Reese Walsh, so apologies, listeners. Uh, yeah, Ponga played on the Lead you down the wrong path. So did Reese Walsh, and pretty good. Lucky this this one isn't going on YouTube because just if it was this the is our trial. would already be blown. <laughs> this is, our this is just our trial game. Uh, some social media feedback from earlier in the week, uh, just with the stuff going up on YouTube. Dan101 wanted to give it to you, Barn. Did you say Kennedy over Gutho? Parra will be top four next year. Look at the side on paper, blah, 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 blah. The only real question about Parra was their edge defence, and they improved a lot in that regard. Only losing the Premier's 8-6 proves that, and they beat Melbourne twice and easily one of the best all year. And the back line's better with Simo there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yes, I agreed <laughs> with you and said Parra will uh, a little bit forgotten this year. Anything to add, boys? Yeah, well, I, I, at the end of the day, I tipped Parramatta to finish fourth, and I tipped the Sharks to finish sixth. So I think he took some <laughs> exception to you saying Will The Kennedy question was put out there by Gump was how many players would you pick from the Sharks team to fill positions in the Parramatta team? And it started with Ollie, who came yeah. out and said, you could arguably go with Will Kennedy. And that, that was my... I, I, I was very drunk at the time, and I think <laughs> the way I should have said it was that was my stretch. That was probably the one that would be the furthest in terms of the realm of possibility but still. But I'm not going to disagree. I did jump on the back of that and say, at a pinch, if you were looking for a team to possibly score a few more points, um, there's probably a few more points in Wink- Will Kennedy, just the way he sets up his outside backs. I'm but yeah, I'm probably actually the most confident in by the end of the season, we could see two, three, four and five change. Because you'd still probably have a couple of the Parramatta players over Cronulla, but... Oh, maybe like I, I genuinely think you could uh, see if we were going to do it as, edges, as, as an exercise, sit down and pick them. Yeah, absolutely. Because the the definitely Cronulla's uh, edges will. Easy. Yeah, yeah. And the proof, Nico Hines, Dylan Browns, it will yeah. be an interesting argument. I, I uh, mean, if Nakora has a good season, they and let's say probably he happens to drop yeah. off, that could be. But uh, if, yeah. If Lane's starting, you're going to probably pick Finnecane over him. You might even pick um, Nakoro on the but like he looked quite good in the Indigenous game. I'd take Cam McInnes yeah. over Nathan Brown as well. But yeah, that's all that was all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Rick Lennox has suggested that uh, Panthers have still got plenty in the tank and only get better. Top five Panthers, Warriors, Raiders, Storm, Roosters. Interesting. I've noticed something about Warriors fans since I pulled out my ladder prediction. There's a few Warriors fans who genuinely think this is their year. Like, <laughs> and I've seen a meme like within like the Warriors fan group since uh, I joined one a few months ago, and it's like a running meme with a few of their fans that a lot of them always say this year's our year every year, and genuinely, but I never knew that about Warriors fans. But apparently, a lot of them are very uh, obviously they're they're in their own country, so they'd be very passionate. They've of got course, their boy back as well in Sean Johnson. Yeah, I'm sure a few of them would be pretty that, high yeah. on Sean Johnson. But uh, Andrew suggested. We're kidding, Tiger's seventh at least. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, very <laughs> smart man. 15 Yerks, love the podcast, lads. Thank you, 15. Thank uh, you. Very good support. And stick around. Hopefully, it will get better once we have actual footage to talk about. We're getting a Any bit of a YouTube socials audience. for you? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. Uh, the whole, you can go and watch the whole playlist on YouTube. Uh, Beer Garden Empire is the channel to look for. You'll find us if you search footy and frothies. 
Uh, any other socials you're in touch on now, Ollie, or we'll save the re- the team relevant ones to team relevant ones. In yeah, review, we've got, we got two there that are pretty relevant to the team, so I think we might mention them just before the, yep, the preview cool. on the game. All right, before we get into our trials review, review uh, thoughts on the Indigenous game? We haven't had a chance to touch on it yet. Any takeaways for you, Bar? That was a super tough game. Uh, there was one in the forwards. Obviously, the weather didn't help. Um, I think if it stays dry, the Indigenous team probably does win that game. But um, it came down to a forward battle, and um, I don't think the Maori team was ever going to lose a forward battle <laughs> with those two lineups. So. Um, I don't know if we're doing salute and slap this week, but I got a slap yeah, we from well, that I game. Thought about yes, we yeah, are. It's Jordan Rapana, of course. <laughs> like what was going through his head? Both those shoulder charges, you couldn't even argue he was trying to wrap the arms around or just didn't wrap around in time. He well and truly went out there. First of all, I don't know why you'd try to shoulder charge David Fafita, albeit he did a good job. But I don't know why you'd attempt that. All and then uh, they were both blatant shoulder charges. And I'm thinking, why would you... like Not even an attempt to wrap the arms or anything. All, all I'd out. say is, and this is not a defence because you're right, is... What hope do you have otherwise trying to him trying to bring down David Fafita with a ball yeah. and or tackle? Like, you've yeah, got yeah. to... Yeah. <laughs> it's all, and and, and Rapana's got terrible him, form for it, like, and that, that's his... Uh, you know, he did get him, he stopped him, but, uh, yeah, he'll cop what he copped. And I didn't put a lot of analysis into the game, but I really did enjoy the game, to be honest. I thought Nico was pretty solid. Mm. Um, he, he led that team because Trindle went missing, as he did in the trial game. Um, mm. The uh, Patrick Herbert probably had close to the best game of his life <laughs> for the Maori team. He was chopping blokes in half, and he had some really good runs. Um, so the the key, for both the key teams for you, Ollie, is to have a haka for the Titans at the start year. of every <laughs> game, <laughs> and it's just Patrick Herbert. So the rest of them don't do any cultural appropriation. But um, a little thing that I did enjoy, as good a game as Herbert had, and we were talking about this before we started, it was sort of fitting that in the middle of David Fafita's rampage, he just ran over the top of Patrick Herbert for a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a receipt for um, you know Herbert not passing Fafita or Thompson the ball and um, seeing the Titans <laughs> go through the second week of the finals. I think that was a nice little, okay, I've got my revenge, let's... Yeah, I, I, I'd... Say Fafita was definitely fucking um, taking something out of that, thinking, "All right, I've I've got him back now." It was um, definitely a preseason game. It was pretty scrappy. Um, the conditions didn't help, but um, there was there was a very willing contest. They mm. they ran into each other very hard for the majority of that game. A so. question I have for you guys is: What difference would it have made if? Everyone was allowed to play. Let's say, like you'd think, like Manu would have been there, Latrell would have been there, Cheese would have been Cheese, there, like Reece Walsh. I do think, with all due respect to the players that were there, and there were some star players there, I, I think it probably would have been a more enthralling and a better contest. If Definitely. oh, of course it would have. But would I would I necessarily tip a different result? I'd well, I might have actually tipped the Marys to win if there was. If a, everyone was there, like, I'd probably tip the Marys. Yeah. But I, I yeah, because for me on paper, not thought about it. James Fisher Harris was the only real star player from the yeah. Mirrors, and that's why I predominantly live with the Indigenous All Stars because you can only really go off paper. But oh, in the Ford yeah. pack, they could have had it on a wish list. Yeah, it would have been uh, pretty impressive. Uh, any other thoughts? No, there wasn't any real super standout players. Um, Nakora had probably one of his better games as a Shark supporter. I was watching him pretty close. Um, it's probably one of his better, best game he played in the last twelve months, to be honest. Um, he was good down that right edge for the Maori side. Um, Fafita was fit. 
looked fitter than he has for a long time. Andrew, we're saying. Yes, Andrew. And David Feeder was a wrecking ball when he was on there, but he only played, what, 15, 20 minutes of the entire game. So, Damn um, you, Rapana. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, there's, it there's is what it is. I didn't, um, yeah, we I didn't study it very closely, but I did enjoy uh, watching the so game. So. No, well, I guess the last bit for me is a little bit of news for next year. Uh, David Kidwell confirmed after the game that Andrew Abdo has told him the plan is for next year to play the game in New Zealand, which I feel like, if not for COVID, we would have already gotten a North Stars game in New Zealand because I personally feel it's a bit silly having the Indigenous team be the home team every year. Every I would year, love yeah. to see uh, Mount Smart cool. Stadium packed out with 30,000. And then Townsville the other week. So two games? No, no, like... Week on year, 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 year on year, yeah, yeah. I, and it, I think going forward, like taking out COVID, I think that's always sort of been the plan because they only started in 2019. So I yeah. feel like it should be a game in Australia, a game in New Zealand, one off, one on. Yeah. Um, random question. Obviously, uh, Josh Adokar after the game came out and said he'd like to see it a three game series. Any thoughts on that? They, these are the same players that win. They play too much footy. <laughs> so exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Cool, yeah, of course yeah. I would. Yeah, would I say? No, of course, yeah. But you couldn't do it but as then a what would happen is they'll go, yeah, we'll have, we'll have two in New Zealand, one year, and by round two they'll put, oh, no. It would have to be an end-of-season end yeah, thing and or which even is always, around origin. Which is or always or the or test match in a World Cup. So when, um, yeah, of course I'd love to do it, but mm. then, like, where do you... Every, they already whinge. So. And, and I think I have my pee nuts of the week coming out of this game because oh. it's a general thing that we see every year. Some person always jumps on, and there's been a few this year, saying, I won't watch the game because it's it's racist, you know, it, it, it's exclusive, it's exclusive, yeah. you know, it's only for them. And I guarantee every single one of those people support either New South Wales or Queensland come <laughs> origin time, which realistically is no different. So just shut up, please. And Absolutely. I'm fine with it. If, if you want to feature as a three-game, if it, if it generally means that much to them and you want to feature as a, a pre-game thing, generally from like Australia Day through to whatever, cool, but I just can't see players taking to it. So. Well, I, I don't want it to become a, a thing where there are too many three-game series sort of Clubs following origin because we've Clubs heard... So that's the thing because we've heard like Samoa Tonga, Tonga New Zealand having a three-match series or something. Because you know what it like becomes... They'll become too many and... yeah. You know what it becomes if you do that? It becomes like the New Zealand... Uh, it becomes like New South Wales Police Boys versus... You know, it just becomes like a... Police versus Army or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it becomes yeah. a Mickey Mouse game. So it's fine as it is all for a go in New Zealand. Uh, let's get into trial stuff. Uh we kicked off on the Friday night with the Raiders 32 beating Easts 18. Uh, so for this, instead of probably analysing the the ins and outs of every team and what happened, yeah. we're just going to quickly touch on players that maybe caught our eye or didn't catch our eye or players we might want to see this week. I'm um, just looking through stats here. Adam Elliott, have you got these? or No, I, don't, I didn't go with Adam the stats. Was, I just went with the players. No, that's cool. Adam Elliott led the tackles with uh, 36 tackles for the Roosters. Uh, for, th- for the Raiders, <laughs> and uh, Ben Thomas, Joshua Wong led the tackles for Easts, whatever that means. Uh, no other real key steps, and Ray Gula, a few hit-ups, and uh, Daniel Saluka for Fida, who didn't actually play too badly. I thought he was pretty good for... He was one of the better players. ...head punch and fall, that uh, he was all right. <laughs> so what do you take away from... Let's start with the Raiders. Oh, Savage was a standout player. Um, it was there, everyone's... Every man and his dogs had their say on this... On how good Savage was in this trial game, and he was probably the standout for the entire weekend, if not very close to it. Um, to me, that just cements what I said in our preseason show that I think he he deserves the number one position. He should get the first shot, and um, if that means Chance needs to go into the centres, then so be it, or to the wing. Um, 
the best player for the Rooster side was Saluka Fafita. I thought he was the best player for that team. Um, he was definitely strong and he looked a class above the majority of players on the field. Um, the man of the match was uh, the captain, uh, Rapana, wasn't it? Uh, not Rap, not Rapana. For who? For the Raiders. Uh, the, he played front row. He was playing lock all last year. Um, Tarpany. Tarpany. That's Tarpany him. didn't play. Hmm? You're talking about the Indigenous game. Was that the Maori game? That was the Maori game. He played lock last year. He didn't play this week. He was, he was in fact, the man of the match. Sorry, he was the man of the match in the Maori game. He was trained. Actually, well, just on that, he was sensational. He was sensational. Should they be looking to put him straight into prop? If he's going to be doing that week in and week out at front row, absolutely. Front row of footwork and in his throw, if Papa E can find his... He got those two starting the matches for the first 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'd say about Savage is there's a couple of question marks about his defence. He sort of was out of position a couple of times and he seemed pretty gassed in that last 20 minutes but it is the first yeah, trial game yeah. of the year. So um, Horsburgh was pretty good considering you know um, he was in and out of this team for a lot of the year. Um, the schlong that you mentioned, he was, <laughs> he was definitely okay and um, looked like a first grader in that side. Um Adrian Trevelyan, for me, he mm. came on and played um, hooker. He actually looked like there's something about him. He's got um, up ten. He plays that umtepo football. He looked a bit sort of like um, the reserve hooker Starling that they've got there. He gets in and out, and um, very good passing game as well out of out of hooker. Uh, you mentioned Gula and Sutton. They were first graders playing against reserve graders, so yeah. of course they're going to stand out against the majority of that team. And um, Rushton, Harry Rushton, didn't play a lot of minutes, but there's something about that that guy. Well, and I he keep looks looking like at him. He's already a Super League Premiership winner, so yeah. well, I keep looking at him. Supercoach wise, thinking there's more to him. Absolutely, and he he came in this trial game, he did look like there was a bit more about him. So we'll was save, um, we'll save Supercoach to right to the end, uh, unless you've got notes here you'd rather knock out. Uh, now I think you've covered it, um, Jared Croker. <laughs> He looked he better than he did he at there. any time he last year. I know he's again playing reserve grade, but didn't have a lot of pressure on him in defence. No. But um, he looked pretty pretty good with his ball in, with ball in hand. So. Scored a try, kick, kicked obviously kicked well. Yep. Um, given I thought he wouldn't play again, uh, um, he was fine. He'll probably <laughs> he was, play absolutely. Uh, and Chance, I would be keeping at centre. I know he would he play half most. He played six most. Played of the a game. bit of fullback. Played six. Yeah. Uh, he's a bigger body in defence. I would be keeping centre if they're not going to move White. And uh, the opportunity is there to, if he's happy to play six, and push White and two pairs wider and give White and back the old Jack White and is what I'd still be doing. Yeah, I I, I thought uh, Saluka Fafita was really good, uh, just noticeably good. Yeah. And I, I don't really want to comment on the rest of East because it was there wasn't was. a lot there, was there? Realistically. Um, Sua Wong or Joshua Wong, which mm. you mentioned earlier, he looks like a fringe player. There's someone that could take up a position if injuries and um, you know origin permit. He might get a spot in as a back row uh, bench there somewhere. And Nafahu White also looked like someone who could probably take that step up into first grade and play a bit of um, res- uh, bench bench back row. Freddie Lassick did a job. He was, um, you know, he, he was another one that's a first grader playing against reserve yeah. graders, and he looked that little bit like, better. Than you know, even when you look back, like the the bench roosters players are better than the reserve grade Canberra players, and you go, what does that mean? Well, they're not as good as Angus Crichton, and, and there was like two guys, um, 
Ronald Volkman came on. Mm-hmm. He looked like a very good controlling half. He's a little bit small and a little bit slow, but his kicking game was um, on on song, and he actually got him around the field and sort of got him back into that game towards the back end of that game. And Sandon Smith um, didn't play a lot of minutes, but he started at halfback. He's a, he's going to be a couple of years away whether he's um, to for getting a starting position at in the first grade, but he I can see him being a starting half somewhere couple of years down the line. Mm. So. Any dead from this? Well, from what you're telling me, at least, Barney, with these promising forwards coming through at the Roosters, I mean, I already thought they had so much depth, but it seems like, and we've seen this over the past couple of years with your Nat Butchers, your Lindsay Collins, who since emerged into a superstar, you put them in the side, you give them a chance, they probably don't look too out of place. Like, obviously, we see in many teams, you bring in a, a junior or a rookie, and they don't perform to a certain level. But it just seems being in that rooster system and then being in that side, it's actually really hard to play bad. At the very least, they sort of you, do their job. You're in a condition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, condition to a certain and, and, uh, people, people, even for these guys, will throw out the salary cut sombrero, how they're getting these juniors, you know, the, um, these talented juniors, probably because, and it's the argument I think that you were bringing up, um, a lot of them would rather live in Bondi than other places. So that's just how it is, and... But it's also it's not a coincidence. Okay, so it's also not a coincidence. It can't be no. that all these Penrith players, came out yeah. and wiped a team on the weekend. Uh, I know Roosters didn't win, but they have such tremendous oh. depth. Uh, Melbourne, we say it. We've said it for fifteen years. The Melbourne system, could have won that game if they wanted to. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they, and I'm not worried about the result. But, but I'm saying, yeah. as as a general rule, everyone goes, everyone's leaving Melbourne. Yeah. It's not a coincidence that they still perform, uh, and we'll see the proof in the pudding with Souths and Manly. Uh, this year, probably more, but I think so. Uh, it's not a coincidence that those three teams have become powerhouses. And you got to give, if, in Penrith's case, you got to give credit for Gus for building that because he's yeah. built that, uh, and we'll see what he can bring to the Bulldogs. The seven thirty game, as we got through our uh, Super Coach draft, which was an enjoyable night, and thanks to everyone that came along for that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we probably won't really cover it on the show because I don't think really cares, <laughs> um, but we'll enjoy. The banter off air. We will cover our Supercoach League and group, which I'll read at later. But uh, Manly 28 defeated the Tigers for... <laughs> You're dancing, Ali. You can go first. Uh, well, th- this is one of the games I actually watched. I intently watched the second half of this one in particular. Um, one thing I noticed straight off is um, my guy Oliver Gildart wasn't playing too well and I was thinking to myself at first, oh geez, he might be a bit in a bit of trouble of starting the season in reserve grade and then I think it was the last 20 minutes, Pauger was just like in the near the middle of the field when those last two tries in particular was scored and I thought, you know what, maybe Gildart's probably going to be safe. This guy, <laughs> this Pauger bloke's probably just <laughs> giving Gildart back his spot. That's one thing in particular. The centres did look poor. Um, I didn't actually watch the halftime supposed blow-up, but apparently Madge was really... Oh, dude, he, was wasn't half, he wasn't <laughs> happy. And they, they were only down by like two points at the time or something. And they had two, which they, should have, they should have actually been leading... They should have been leading probably 18-6 or something because they had... Um, they had yeah. a, the no try disallowed and they had the... Hooker dropped the ball. No, he might and have scored after after. But anyway, okay. I would never want to compare a former premiership winning coach to Adam O'Brien. However, is this not something Adam O'Brien would do? <laughs> yeah. His team's down by two at half time and he's blowing up like they're the worst team in the comp. That could I hope Madge isn't leaning to I hope he hasn't devolved so much that he finds just yelling at his team 
to be the best way to get them to perform well. Like, I, I really hope he's not come to that because when I see that Madge Maguire is blowing up at his team when they're down by two points in a trial when half of their team and half of the opposition are reserve graders, like, what's what's happening there? Like, I... Yeah, that, that's a concern, and we'll get to AOB soon. But um, quickly for me, because we obviously started on the Tigers, uh, I thought Logan Dillon had some good touches, whatever that means, because he's probably not... Seems to move pretty in. well. Yeah. Uh, and he chimed in. He might be even an option on the wing, to be honest. But as soon as the team was named and you just saw Stafford Tower next to uh, Poga in one edge, I was just like, oh, there it is, like... Well, that was, there was the no last, hope what, what, upwards. Wasn't that a hat and trick for? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't yeah, know. Vega, I think. Park, yeah, Ray Vega, Park. Yeah, whatever his name is. The first yeah. one just walked but, over. Um, yeah. They just walked over. Tell was coming from one system to another. I know he's got some uh, exciting points in him at times. But yeah, would be low on the list of people. Like, like imagine if we'd ever had someone like a, I don't know a Corey Thompson or someone that could have played defensively on a wing. But you know, a man can dream. Uh, I thought Dylan was good. I thought for the first, I thought for the first half we're fine. The thing, like yeah. it, it's not panic stations yet. Uh, defense was okay. I can't say it was good by any means. Uh, Tualangi was good. Uh, Stefano was pretty quiet. I thought he was very quiet. And yeah. uh, Luciano was himself. And I really liked the way Peachy actually gave us a link, which we didn't have last year at all. You could see Peachy's structure at least being there. Uh, that'll mean more once our yeah. halves play. Uh, but that was something, that, you know, from taking positives. But, the, yeah, I'm not going to – anyone not wants to knock the Tigers, I can't defend them. Your thoughts on the Tigers, Barn? Oh, well, you've mentioned everyone that I wanted to mention. Realistically, Dylan looked like a decent mover. Luciano, Tuolangi were the best two players for the Tigers easily. Um, Peachy looked like he was going to spark some uh, some attack at different times. And there just wasn't pe- – you know, they obviously haven't got around the way he plays football and had people set up yeah, on they're his they're outsides. Yeah, they're going from a – they're now a left or right team, and they're not yeah. yet. And they not didn't have yet. people running angles for him, so yeah. he sort of got stuck in a couple of corners. The only one you didn't mention was um, Joe Offa Hengawi. I thought he had mm. quite a good game uh, when he came when he did come on. He was quite strong for the Tigers, but um, it realistically came down to Manly's first grade team. Basically, did sweet fuck all and just got through the just played mm. went through the motions. Um, DCE's kicking game was the only reason they were ahead at half time. And um, they marked up on Tommy for the majority of the game and they gave him about a minute and a half's worth of broken field and he set up a try and st- set up two tries, I think, so and just ran through the middle of middle of the pack there at the back end of the first half. So there's some um, you know, there's obviously signs there for Manly. I was uh, I really enjoyed Bullymore. I thought he was really good for the Manly team. I, I was thinking that today, like I generally now am gonna revisit him as a super coach option yep. because He's now in a Good link where he runs well, and he's going to be running off Tommy. Yeah. Tommy loves that line. He loves that line. And well, if look, you play, and you're going to no Schuster, so he's going to be he's going to be there. I was going to say for me, he might be my because I still haven't replaced Schuster. He, he could be my replacement, and he's coming in 300 te- cheaper. And Ola Kawatu was the only other one that really rated a mention. Um, he was strong again, did what he does, runs really good lines, and um, he's a hard man to bring down. Uh, oh, sorry, twelve, twelve put in an effort. That's fine. He just, you know, he does what he does most weeks, and makes his tackles, yeah. doesn't make too many mistakes. That's why mistakes. I didn't mention Joffa either, because you know you what you get. Know what you you know what you get, and Joffa did what he had to do, and, and does do that, And I th- but it's like, he, and so does Twal, so I was like, eh. Christian Tolopolatu for Manly is going to be a handy backup winger, yep. centre. Um, Ray Vega, as you mentioned, had scored a hat-trick, built low to the ground, very strong out of his own end, and... Good luck trying to stop him if he's got a crash ball on the, on a winger on the try line. Um, 
he's probably not going to feature for the next year or two, but he's someone that you want to keep a keep an eye on over the next couple of years. And um, Sipley, I thought he was quite good for the Manly side as well. So. Just a quick question for you. We probably should have brought it up before, but whilst we're on a Tigers game, now that the Cowboys have re-signed Lukey, is that sort of a statement to say that Luciano's not coming this year? Are you now confident that so. Luciano is... Sta- because I feel like the only way Luciano go there early is if somehow Lukey was in that really deal. And maybe Nanai. They could, they could offload. I, I no, feel like Lukey would be more of a safe, safer option for the Tigers. No, though. it will... Um, I, it, it seems like all the dominoes I predicted to fall won't fall. I see, it seems yeah. like Puppy... I, I, I can see Puppy staying at uh, Parra all year. Yeah. Uh, and Tiger's probably happy next year because Madge will probably get the arse in round 11 just after Dewey comes, just before Dewey comes back and caretaker coach, I don't know, Nathan Kalis or uh, um, who's old mate from Penrith here will step in and probably bring us home just in time to finish ninth. So, um, <laughs> Well, I, I do feel like I agree. Can I just knock someone? Ben Trevojevic was pretty average. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he... he, 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 he anyway, sorry, ask your question. Cause right. just, no, well, I, I, just I was just... To, to back up what you were saying, I feel like like it definitely was possible and still is for this these dominoes to fall, but I feel like the only way it would sort of make sense to happen is that first domino would have had to have been Luciano going to the Cowboys yeah. because Para don't just release Pavlihi to the Tigers if they've still got Luciano there, I don't think... So. But this all changes drastically when they're all running last. Yeah, and you know what? And Luciano whinge and... Whilst yeah. the Cowboys have re-signed Lukey, it's not impossible that he goes to the it's Tigers halfway through the year. It's probably also incumbent on Parry to start well. Because if they're not happy, Papa, you just go, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, and I can't see it happening, but potentially similar with Coruscant. But uh, there's not like there's a great deal of... Hooker depth. There's not like there's a. So I know there's um, Kenny, uh, Reese, the young fella, Riley Smith. Uh, they've just signed and that sort of thing. But that's a long way away yet. Yeah. Um, short answer is no. I think everything's just. I think we're gonna. What we see is what we're gonna Probably, get here for yeah. long for a lot of the year. Uh, when Dewey's back. Uh, well, I, I I think Brooks is a foregone conclusion at this point. <coughs> as I said, like I think he will end up at Newcastle because Newcastle just sort of waiting for Dewey to come back, but. Hypothetically, if Brooks was to be having a blinder, well, let's just well, say he has the, here, the season of his career at, to that point, mm. then no. But unfortunately, I do doubt that. Anyway, well, then just uh, and especially if like then Dewey comes back as a center or yeah. Jackson Hastings moves into the back row and a lot of pie in the Yeah, we're all talking. This is come on. No. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, no one's got to get home. Literally, no one cares but you and I. So um, <laughs> takeaway though, we talk it to you later again. I agree with you. Pull more comments. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he was probably close to the star player in that game for Ethan Bullimore and mainly team. And he's a better player than Kepi in that. He can be a he can be someone. He'll probably start third, eh? Yeah, and great because I'll be playing him. Storm eighteen Warriors thirty was kicked off Saturday afternoon. Uh, Barney, do you, do you see this? Am I just assuming you're out for the rest of this chat? <laughs> I'm out until <laughs> Monday, but. Until the Monday game, but I'm still happy to chime in and say yeah, what I no, think about these enough. teams in we'll general. We can pick Barney's brain because well, Barney's always been the smart one. So. Well, I watched. I did watch every minute of every game as I oh, generally hold on. do. Most Let me weeks. get my breath back after hearing that shocking revelation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barney. Uh, 
tell us things, will you? I thought the Storm controlled this game up until probably the 60th minute, and then they just basically shut up shop, took, <laughs> took pretty much everyone off the field. I did enjoy uh, Munster rocking the Hanson haircut, and his dead set looked like <laughs> one of the boys from the <laughs> that band back in the 90s, the Hanson boys or whatever they were. Um, <laughs> Montoya, I thought he had the best game I've seen out of that bloke for years. Um, he was sharp in attack and off the line. Um, he's definitely a good pickup, and I dare say he'll be starting wing for the Warriors at the start of this year. Uh, their front row was very good. Uh, Bunty, Fanua Blake and Lodge were all super strong in this game. Uh, Rocco Berry, again, um, he seems to be improving most games that he plays week in and week out for the the Warriors there in the centres. Um, Elisi Katoa probably had one of his better games for quite a while mm. as well. Um, he was quite impressive in this game. Well, their forward pack was why they won this game. Just the constant forward pressure through the middle. And once Melbourne shut up shop, they just were making way too many inroads through the middle. Uh, Reese Walsh had a couple of nice touches. We expect that out of him every week. He didn't um, brain it and look like a superstar, but he had a couple of very nice touches. Harris DeVita at times looked like he was a really good player and then at times looked like he was a very average player. Um they started him at fullback, which was interesting, but he actually looked quite good back there at the start of the game. So uh, that junior Rituva, uh, the, w- the winger that's seven foot tall and 115, 20 kilos or whatever it is, he's an absolute specimen. Um, give him a year or two of full, full-time training with the first-grade squad. He could be anything. Um, and Nikarima in the Indigenous game looked quite good with his service in and around the halves and a dummy half and again in this trial game um, he did some really nice things out of dummy half and floated into the halves at different points in the game so um, he looks like he's got a point to prove and he could be somebody that will um, make a few waves during the year. So Just on Nicarima, I think that could be the exact reason that actually prevents him from being Sean Johnson's halves partner this year. He's... Too versatile. Too, too versatile. And, like, that's a, a positive. And these days, being the number 14 coming off the bench is not, like, a slight on someone as a player. And, you know, there were a couple of games last year where I thought he was a difference maker. Uh, not necessarily against those, the best teams. But yes, Chase, none of those sort of question marks are, are big enough to play lock, are they really? They're it, not. In no. that setup, he is probably the nine, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, if not starting, the 14. And then you've got... Um, Jazz Tavang is yeah, the third. Tavang. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Tohu's tell me. He'll be on the it, on the yeah. e, on the edges when he comes but back. They, but. but it's just interesting because we, when you look back and look at how key that connecting lock is to your chances, if one of them were ten kilos bigger, it's probably like, oh, we could plug him in. But they're not really, are they? No, no definitely not. Well, they're not a Tyrone Peachy, are they? Peachy can play lock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Peachy and, and well, you don't see him getting run over very often. No. Um, it looked like a concerted play to Marcelo a lot, so which yeah, is good. Absolutely. So, which yeah. you know, cool. Get him in. He's, he's someone that's floated around for a few years, and um, you, you look at him go a little bit like Rocco Berry, but like you, there's something there. But what does it all mean? Uh, and we got someone like Sean Johnson who can put balls on chests from wherever he wants. Absolutely, uh, yeah, especially down that left side. You're yeah. going to have Rocco Berry and Montoya outside of Johnson. So that, uh, that's right interesting. To left. And then yeah. having um, Reese on his little uh, sweep there outside. Very interesting. Uh, 
Uh, and uh, the Fords, your you, you Aikens and Sirenins of the world, are just serviceable. They did a job. They, yeah. they realistically only played 15 minutes, so it's yeah. hard to get a read on guys like that. Some of the bigger boys played some longer minutes, which is obviously a plan out of um, Nathan Brown to get some minutes into them, and mm. they did look solid. So, And for the Storm, any takeaways? Cheese looked like cheese for a long time. Munster looked like Munster for a long time. and uh, well, We had um, Crackers come in on the socials mm-hmm. saying that he thought that Rod Wishart looked like a solid yep. nine. Um, very, mm-hmm. you know, He added a spark in attack, and I'd absolutely agree with that. He did. He had some really good service. There's a couple of balls that he threw that were <laughs> a little bit average, but you're going to expect that out of uh, a reserve-grade hooker coming through. But the majority of his service was really good, and he's, um, he's pretty quick off the mark as well, so that's something that to look for. Coates had a nice touch in the ver- in the very first minute or first couple of minutes to score that try down the wing, but other than that, he wasn't too involved. But obviously, he'll, he'll be there. Munster and Cheese, as you said, were they were classy. Um, Trent Lahiro, um, he was really strong in the middle. Uh, he, he might play a lot of minutes this year. I dare say he will be yeah. playing forty to sixty minutes most games. And the only other one that really sort of piqued my interest was Garlic. Um, yeah, Sean Garlic's boy. Yeah. Uh, he actually Bron- looked, Bronson, is it? Yes, yeah, Bronson, Bronson Garlic. He actually looked like a really strong player, and he, he he may even force his way into the seventeen at some point this year. Um, really good in defence, really good offload as well, and foot movement. So you know, if you're running on edges with decent foot movement and a bit of speed about you, there's something you know, there's something there. And uh, Nick Beanie, can you glean much from this? He was on the he was on the end of a couple of nice plays, but. Melbourne didn't really throw that much at the Warriors, to be honest. They yeah. just sort of went through the motions, and um, I think they'll, they'll come out of this game. They'll be going to where he spot. will score. They, they know what they've got. Quite a few points. What artillery's got left, and they'll yeah. probably feel in a good spot here. I, I was just going to say um, one thing I noticed from this one was afterwards on the old um, ladder predictions post. Since that game, of going back to the whole Warriors fans being a bit bullish, I somehow found many comments on that post saying how have you got the Warriors finishing 14th they've just beat Melbourne followed by multiple replies of people saying it's a trial game but I thought thought, yeah yeah. the Warriors did have half a half a first grade team up against yeah no no, they're finishing top four they're going to win the comp it's just what's going to yeah. happen. Uh, them and Newcastle. We'll get a better. Fight. We'll get a better read off um, this week coming than what we <laughs> than what we're going to get out of this weekend. Just gone. The storm's blown back in in Western Sydney, but we'll move on from the storm to the Cowboys twenty-four Smooth. beating the Rabbitohs twelve, <laughs> and we're obviously going to take a lot out of this game. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> any thoughts first, Ollie? How was your twenty-first there as you were away on the coast? Premiers. The Cowboys will be Premiers. (laughs) No, uh, it was quite enjoyable uh, being there with the Mrs. family and her cousin and uncle being staunch Rabideau supporters. Obviously, it was a trial, but you better believe I was giving it to them because their team lost to the Cowboys in 2022. Um, Of course, this is technically their first game after the grand final, so they've come off a a grand final loss to lose to the Cowboys, which is fun. Um, No, there's no reading into this game at all, pretty much. The Cowboys are still going to be contenders for the worst record in regular season NRL history, I believe. And South Their Sydney own. will... Have they got the record? Or I think it's Newcastle, Newcastle. from no, 2016. And I think West also, in their last year, ran last and won one game. But anyway, the Cowboys might win zero. So 
Um, South Sydney will still be, well, I've tipped them fourth, but they're not a contender. They'll still be top eight team. And again, I don't read anything into this game, especially because it's the Cowboys. Like, they're, they're just horrible. All right, Barn, have at it. Oh, realistically, the Rabbitohs didn't have a first-grade player in their squad, so um, for them to even come close to this team, you know, uh, there's a few, there's a couple of upsides here for the Cowboys that I thought there was. Um, Con Connolly Lumi Lumi, he looked like coming out of centres and into the back row, he is a serious back row option for this team, considering their lack of the depth in four in their forwards. He's a big, strong guy. He's got um, he's got speed and footwork as well, which is going to trouble some defenders on the edge. Um, if if what we're reading is that he is primed to play second row for the entire season, I would not be surprised if he's within the 17 and he may even force his way into the starting team by the end of the year. Um, he looked quite good in this game. So if you're thinking that, realistically, you're looking at Tamalele moves into the front row yep. and, or even back to the and bench. have Lukey and... Well, yeah. And Nanai comes off the bench. Luke in Nanai yeah. and, uh, and him. There was yeah. a couple of options in the back row. Jaden Hodges as well looked like quite a good, strong option in the back row. Mm-hmm. Um, may fa- force his way into the 17. Could even possibly play uh, 14. Um, he looked like he's got a bit of ball playing about him as well. So, And then you've got Patrick Kafusi, which adds to their back row stocks. So they, it does look like they may have built a little bit on their back row stocks. Yeah, just so... A question, I probably should have checked this before, but did Griffin Neem play? And if he, he did. did, how did he go? Because he's he a did. junior Kiwi. I remember yeah. his debut last year, had a decent game. He only played about half an hour, but he was super strong as a front yeah. row. Because since then, I've seen a few people tipping him. He'd probably at least get a spot on the bench like he didn't now destroy, next season. He didn't destroy the team, but he absolutely got through his work. Um, didn't miss many tackles. He was strong with the ball in hand. Um, it, I, I mentioned him as a super coach cheapie when we did our super coach show, and... Um, he did nothing to dissu- dissuade me from putting him into my team, that's for sure. And the halves, so you're you Desan Arcee of the world. Desan Arcee, uh, yeah, he <laughs> actually played a pretty good game. Um, he didn't mm. look too bad. He probably looked like the, the premier half in this lineup, which was, you know, it's, <laughs> it's reserve graders against reserve graders and a couple of um, first graders mixed in there. But, um, yeah, he was, def- he was definitely the better half out of probably the entire game, to be honest. Um, South, there was So, yeah, what does that then mean for your Dean Hawkins, uh, your, your hooker, Mamazelos? Um, what's it all mean? Yeah, there wasn't a lot yeah. to um, come out of right, out of the South Sydney team, to be honest. Um, Shaquai Mitchell, um, he actually put in a decent effort again on the back of his Indigenous uh, performance, and he'd be pushing for a spot on the bench at some point, possibly. Um, Davey Morali made a few mistakes in the middle as well for the Rabbitohs but he's got a pretty good motor and he may be someone that you might see during the year. Uh, Mamazoulis is only ever going to be a backup. Cook's going to play probably 80 metres and 80 minutes most games unless he's got he's hold, uh, got a niggle somewhere. He, you, you might see him play 20 minutes here and there. That's about it. Um, Sele was good uh, coming from the Dragons. Uh, he's, yep. You know, he's, he's a fringe first grader and he was, you know, he stood out against the majority of the blokes that were on this field. And um, Jacob Gagai, um, so he's, he's got a good future. He's, he's still quite young. He probably should have made it by now, but there was glimpses in this game that he could be a good centre um, and, you know, a, an interchange player possibly. But there, there's a, there'll be a spot for him in first grade in the centres or in the outside backs a couple of years down the line. 
26 all, Brisbane and Titans. Did you Have you watched this back? Are you... I, I didn't want to because, uh, well, at, at the time, so it, it was while we were on this holiday. It was while I was getting over just giving it to the Mrs. Uncle and Cousin, well, I was the Rando supporters. Just give it to the and, um, well done. <laughs> well, I was, I, I was giving it to the Mrs. because she is a Bronco supporter. We were uh, sitting on the couch, and um, the uncle was right there. Her father was right there, and I was giving it to them all, saying words. how good are the Titans going to be this year. We're flogging Brisbane. It's a footy podcast. Oh, Come okay, on. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, footy and frothies footy and after dark. But um, yeah, the, the Mrs. Uncle and Dad were saying, don't worry, Brisbane will come back during the game, taking her side and... Uh, you know, her dad's a dog supporter, so I don't I don't put too much um, investment into that. I'm only kidding, of course. But uh, during the game, I was giving it to him, and when it was 26-14 with about three minutes to go, I think I may have even gotten up and did a little bit of a uh, the old dagster, <laughs> the if you will, and I was having a bit of a dance and saying, "See what I told you." I went refresh on the NRL app. It went 26-20. All good. There's 30 seconds to go. No way they can score. Party on. At minute 80. I did. I thought I'll do one last refresh. Uh, just the colour went out of my face. I was sitting right next to the missus on the lounge. She was looking over my shoulder, got a big grin on her face, so I wasn't hiding it from anyone. And the next solid five minutes were just me getting an absolute fucking Pacing. serve. Yeah. Just getting absolutely verbally. I deserved it. Well and truly deserved it. The one time I try and support my team and be overly happy about them even though it was a trial I was trying to have a bit of fun and of course they had to go and ruin it by <laughs> Brisbane scoring three tries in ten minutes to tie the game I would have rather I, I would have preferred they got flogged <laughs> than this. Uh, and against Brisbane of all teams as well I mean it was just the perfect concoction of absolute shithousery and I'd been messaging in our footy and frothies feedback chat as well during the game going how good is this da 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 and um, but the breeze was quite nice on the roof, so un- until Fantastic. I was talked down. And Alien Footy and Frothy, can you get a two minute and eighty? Is only sixty. <laughs> two minute thirty eight seconds uh, review of a game you didn't watch. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and only on Footy and Frothies can someone accidentally think there's eighty seconds in a minute. <laughs> uh, we get it all here. At the <laughs> da, 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 da. All right, Barney, give us your takeaways. <laughs> Uh, well, no, where I'll do we first. start? Do we start with no, Titans I'll go or the first, Broncos? Actually, watch this. Let's, uh, well, most of it, I was pretty drunk. Uh, <laughs> the so Titans were the best this team was, for the majority of the game. This so. was... Uh, I said to Oli Fair, my takeaway for this weekend was a lot of... This weekend felt like 2021. Absolutely. And this felt like Brisbane 2021. They had enough ball, they had enough position, and then someone would drop it. Or they'll be coming out of key position. Oh, let's give them... Not only will we drop it, but we'll give them a penalty just to be safe. <laughs> uh, and it was just that again and again and again. Um, and I'll, like, but I'll, I'll give you the key players, Barney, you pay more attention. But that, that was my big takeaway. Um, I, I was super impressed by Greg Marzu. thought he was great. I thought uh, it was a bit Absolutely. baffled. We, we were baffled last year when he didn't play a few games at the back end. Yep. Uh, he should be... The first bloke picked on the wing, uh, him and Corey. I'm still scared he won't keeps be. hammering down. And uh, apart from that, uh, the the usual suspects were okay. The uh, well, the ones you want to see do well, do well enough. Uh, Brisbane wise, uh, obviously Ezra at the end there, very impressive. Didn't mean much for the first sort of 70 minutes, but yeah. it was there. Um, but I'll let you get into it properly now. Oh, well, obviously Sexton's first touch was an absolute horrible start to the game where he's just completely spilled his lollies. 
but um, the the front row for Brisbane were really good at the start of this game. You had Flegler and Hetherington. And I think Hetherington may have even taken Carring uh, uh, what's his name the the Patrick Carrigan spot. Yeah. Yeah. By the looks of it, um, Carrigan may be pushed back to the bench, and Heverington, for me, looked like he was a starting 13 in this game. Obviously, comes Couldn't down to the opposition and all yeah. the rest of it. But he was super strong in this game. I thought he was close to the best player on the field. Um, Capewell was busy in the 15 minutes or whatever it was that he played. Um, he did some really good things. He can only add good things to this team as long as they can keep him on the field. Uh, as you mentioned, Ezra Mam looks to me like he would be a good running six outside of uh, Adam Reynolds if Adam Reynolds actually takes the field in the next couple of weeks. We're not sure what's going on there. But um, to me, like Tyson Gamble played quite well, and but he is more of a, um, a structured half, and I don't think two structured halves go together with um, you know Reynolds on his outside. I think Ezra Mam would be the guy, if I was running the show, that would take it uh, take that spot. Uh, Walter's young boy, he actually went quite well as well at the start of this game. Um, he had some really nice touches and he looked like he was getting the team around the field at different points. But again, it doesn't play... I, I think it, they need absolutely need just a running 5-8 outside of Reynolds yeah. because you saw what um, Cody Walker did on the outside of Cody Reynolds, uh, uh, Reynolds, Adam Reynolds there for just, the last two years. Just to see sort of where your head, head's at then, with what you're saying, are you more leaning towards Albert Kelly starting or just go with Ezra Mann? I'd start Ezra Mann. If it was up to me, Ezra Mann well, would be starting six at the start of this year. The other running 5-8 option is Tony. Oh, yeah, Tony. Um, Gamble could do it, but you need but to tell you, him to they stop don't actually trying have the outside to back. I suppose kick you the do. ball and all the rest of it. I suppose you do. You could... Yeah, Gamble could do it... Uh, tricky thing for him to do after being an older player and that sort of thing. I agree with you, man. You could legit put Katoni there. I, I wouldn't necessarily yet, but you've got Branko Lee up your sleeve. You've got Herbie to come back. Uh, testing you to come back. So there's Corey Pakes um, actually outplayed Turpin yeah. in this game. Okay. I thought he was a better um, option at, at hooker. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see what happens, who starts there and who comes off the bench. Obviously, it's probably... It, the easy option is to just play Pakes off the bench in the 14 and then he can come on and add that bit of spark after Turpin's done the hard work to begin with, but I'm not sure how long you can persist with that for the entire season. Um, on the Cowboys side, Isan Masters was close to the best player in the field. He looked um, physically ready, but... Oh, just could, just forget, the only other one I'll mention is, um, just before we'll go to Titans, mm-hmm. um... I think per- I'd pick Pereira in front of Corey Yates any day of the week. I'm just going to throw it out there. I think he he's definitely got a lot more um, attacking upside than what Corey Yates well, does. Well, you know, Jeff Oates, you like, yeah. and now he doesn't have the pace. It's I'd be on Pereira and probably Cobo, but you got Branko Lee up their sleeve and Herbie, uh, and there's male oh, Herbie. Sorry, I, I miss Cobo. Cobo was a nice effort to score that first try, yeah. and Asako was better than Meaden yeah, at yeah, fullback. Yeah, well, so that's probably obvious. Yeah. I, th- I was just going to say with Cobo, I feel like he's a player who will end up starting in first grade by the end of the year, but I don't see him s- starting there. Unless they just go chips in with him. He should start because at fullback. He'd be another one that yeah, I'd just you start know what? with him I wasn't fullback, thinking of that because he is probably more of a fullback build than Tessie knew. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, definitely. He's because, yeah, I've thought of him a lot as a centre because... He can yeah. pass as well, because they've, Osaka's yeah. not great with his passing game, although he did have a couple of nice touches in yeah. this game. Because they've just signed Branko Lee, so I don't think they're starting him in reserve grade. And Herbie's a first grader, Absolutely. so that's why yeah. I think 
those they're probably going to be the centre. Greg Chessie's out the for the first couple of weeks. He's injured. Yeah, he yeah. There was mail today. The, the Fox mail today was Herbie might start fullback, but just give Cobo a crack. Yeah, right. I feel that's wrong. I'm not agreeing. I'm just saying it was what was reported. I, I don't know if you guys have heard anything, but I don't think at any point coming through Herbie's ever been a fullback, has he? Like? No. Not that I can think. And of you've got when you've got a, such a, like you've got two real, I don't say great, but two really really good centers. Yeah. Herbie and uh, and Castags like played here. Stag, I completely forgot he existed for a second there. Yeah. yeah. He had some really he troubled the defense um, for the Titans. But he walked so over at one point. Yeah. Sosefa Fafita actually had him covered for a good part of that first probably 20 to 30 minutes. He looks like a really good defensive centre, which is something that the Titans have been crying out for all of last year. Um, and give him good, give him time and space with the ball. You can see, yeah, he's too big and too fast not to be scoring so this tries. Could be, this, so Titans, this Titans back five could be pretty close if you throw Corey Thompson back in there. Yeah. You're not far and, off. Uh, um, and Herbert. Yeah, Herbert back in there. J- uh, Jermaine Spry actually yeah. did some really nice things in mm. this game as well. He had some really nice touches, and he beat his man one-on-one pretty much every time he touched the ball. So, Tarish, are you getting um, with their barn? you good? No, I'm good. Right, um, okay. TC Ribardi, I missed from the Broncos. He was good. He, he's a first grader. He's going to be a first grader. It's just <laughs> it's just the way it's going to be. Um, Campbell had a couple of nice touches, but they... Got him off pretty quick yeah, and put him, I, wrapped I, him up I, in the I don't, I, don't, I don't want him to play next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Toby Sexton had a rough start, but he actually got back into the game. Um, there's still question marks about how he's going to make this team his own, but that's um, more questions for the coach than, <laughs> than I'm going to be able to answer. There wasn't really that many other standout players, I thought, apart from Mazu and the ones that we've mentioned. Uh, Tanner Boyd at nine. Yeah, he looked like he had a little bit of spark out of him, but Just he looks more like a defensive. Yeah, um, you know, he's Just only there more to fill a gap in defense. Hey, I think. Than yeah, and SSC had a couple of nice runs, and yeah, I'm it was okay. Been doing that for yeah. five years. I, I, I'm obviously not sure if he played because I didn't see the game, but I'm starting to become a little bit more convinced that Aaron Booth might actually end up being the nine at the Titans because he's got Aaron Clark to compete with who has sort of been up good and down. The, he was Booth. good in the Indigenous team. No, um, um, Aaron Clark. Aaron Clark. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. He does. He is a bit of an up-and-down player. I've never seen him hold a consistent run of form. He's really good in good the Indigenous stuff, team. But, but. yeah, I, 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 it's just on Tanner Boyd. I don't see him really playing nine, playing yeah. nine, especially when you've got those two guys there. Uh, just on Fafita you brought up, he, I remember going back to the, was it the Building Titans the Fox mm-hmm. documentary um, I think Justin Holbrook was asked about like a, a couple of pl- who were a couple of players who you see being stars sort of from your system in the next few years. I think Fafita was one of them so he's, he, a, he's a guy I've definitely been looking forward to seeing. He was coming out of the more. Rugby Sevens I think it was for New Zealand. He, yeah. yeah, he definitely looks like a, someone that is going to be good either side of the ball so Let's get to the Penrith game. 34-6. They tailed up Where's the Sharks. Where's the socials? Where's action? You can go, go through it. You can read action stuff. It. Yeah, there was... Um, I don't know if concerns for the Sharks, but there wasn't <laughs> things I'd want to be... They realistically only over. played three first graders, and yeah. those three first graders played very poorly, to be honest, which is, which is a concern. Um, <laughs> let's not paper over it, but... Action Bailey came in with his thoughts on this trial game. He was really impressed with Hamian Uele's work in the middle. (laughs) 
if his effort and fitness is <laughs> fitness levels are anything to go by, the rest of the Cronulla forwards are going to be fit in their top six. <laughs> Penrith Reggies will win the comp. <laughs> Braden Trindle played himself out of the sevens jersey worse than Flanagan Jr. <laughs> There's not a lot there I can disagree with, to be honest. Just to pile on, um, it did bring back memories of last year to watch Zach Seen and just walk pe- watch people walk over the line. Oh, so, if he anyway. gets a start in first grade this year, we are struggling. Yeah. Because um, even some of those young under-19 under, under 19 blokes that were playing and didn't look great looked a lot better than Zach Seen did in, the, in this game. So are Newtown going to run last in New South Wales Cup? Quite possibly. So the ones we want to know, Van... Um, Targo, Kurt Falls, I guess Maverick guy to a lesser extent, uh, your key guys there. Well, O'Sullivan was the key to this game uh, for the first, at least the first half. He absolutely controlled this team, got around the field, his passing and kicking game. He's going to, he won't play centre, but he'll be their backup half when when Cleary's not around. He's going to come in and he's as close to a backup half that any other team's got in the competition. He is close to a first grader that's not going to be playing first grade in the halves for the entire season. He was strong. Um, actually, actually, you know what though? He's better than he's a better player than Tyrone May, and Tyrone May was in every seventeen. Yeah. I remember last year when May was playing, like filling in. I think it was you in particular, Barney, saying, "What? Why don't you just give Kurt Falls a crack?" Like, well, I'm talking about like, O'Sullivan, but that's cool. Yeah, well, like, he, O'Sullivan's like just come, like, O'Sullivan come to could the club, be 17, like, yeah. yeah, O'Sullivan could be 17 in his team. Yeah. Or 14, whatever they prefer. Yeah. Um, young Hopgood was really good. Um, he was super strong in that team. Falls was okay. He had a few moments where he would have probably taken those touches back where, you know, he made a mistake here and there. But, that you know, you get that. Uh, bloke who hasn't played a lot of footy in the last couple of years. Tago absolutely looks ready to take up a position in first grade. Um, he does seem like He the didn't one brain it, but he didn't, you know, he wasn't making mistakes. He was just doing his job time after time. He's got, You can see he's got pace. He's big enough, strong enough. Um, young Maverick Geyer obviously was the talk of town. I don't think you could go anywhere without hearing about him if you were listening to anybody that's talking sport for the last couple of days. He looks... But mate, don't get me wrong, he's a big, strong boy. Um, he moves quite well as well for a second row, and he had the most offloads, I think, in the entire competition for the reserve grade last year. Um, he's going to damage a few teams when he when he gets his opportunity, but I don't think he'll be getting a lot of opportunity I don't think he's his dad year. by any means, though. Like, let's be honest, he's not yet. Oof, mate, we're, you know. realistically, we only saw four or five touches out of him. Yeah. Um, he did okay. sort of... He, he, Broke on. He did some really nice stuff, but he sort of just floated around there at different times as well. So, um, you know, he's got a good offload. He moves well. Uh, Nawahi P- uh, Puru looks like a. He, it was the number six that they brought in mm-hmm. in the second half. He looks like a jack in the box. It's very similar mould to Luai. Um, obviously, still developing, but he looks like someone that's going to go somewhere at some point. Chris Smith is going to be probably your 17, your backup back rower and he did his job did quite a good job and Penrith's young back line are miles better than anything that the Sharks have got in there under 20s coming through by we, the looks of it we talked so. about him off air but uh, Charlie Staines uh, did he just uh, enthrall you and have you ready to be picking him in first grade he did uh, a lot of very little <laughs> than I thought to be honest so he did a lot of little okay. <laughs> mm. yeah um, he he tried. He tried to put himself in positions, but he didn't stand out against the team 
where basically Cronulla had three quarters of a team that were under 20s players that mm. haven't played a lot of footy for a couple of years and he didn't stand out against that opposition. So <coughs> make of it what you will. <coughs> and the Sharks. Um, Riley Rivett looked okay at different points. He looks like he could be a structured half. Didn't didn't set the world on fire. He's not going to be a superstar, but there's some development in him and he could um, take up a position in somewhere in the next few years as a halfback. Trindle was average. Um, he was more than average, to be honest. His defence was downright deplorable at different times. Talakai was going really well until he decided to headbutt somebody and then get knock himself out. Um, Jaden Beryl looks like he's a good backup to... Blake Braley, whether he gets a spot during the year and plays 14, but he looks like someone with energy and gets out of dummy half, and he did some really nice things. He's not a young kid by any means. I think he's 26, but he did some. He had some really good touches at, um, at hooker. Uh, Calhoun is, looks like he's going to be a, fr- a fringe player coming through. He just worked his ass off for about 60 minutes of that game. <laughs> I don't think it was Rory Calhoun, but he was um he he was the mo- I think he made the most tackles in the game. He was close to the most hit ups. He just worked and worked all day. Pele, Ueli, and Hunt, who were all fringe first graders, were very bad. <laughs> they dropped pretty much every ball that came to them. And if you're going to try and make an impression against reserve graders, and you can't do that, you're going to be struggling coming up in first grade, which does um, lead to some questions about the shark steps, especially in uh, those big boppers in the middle. So, yeah, it's a bit of a worry. Yeah, I think, I think if nothing else, you know, it's easy to sit back and go, hey, they beat up reserve grade, but it does expose depth greatly in a way. Especially uh, in the big middle forwards, because the Sharks do have a smaller pack. Um, they are workers, and but I do have a few questions. If there's a few injuries to the outside backs and... Um, the middle front rowers, they're, they're going to need to yeah, find well, a front rower. Okay, you, you got your, okay, you got your substitutions, obviously. But if you look back at it and go, okay, we, we expect McGuinness to play eighty minutes. We expect uh, Fanukin to play Fanukin to play 60 80, to 80, 60 yeah. to eighty, and we expect one other rotation in the back row. All of us like, where the rest is going? Like you're spending money on these supposed eighty minute players that aren't. Looks like there's a couple of questions and marks around the Sharks' front row, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's a big old... Fanukin might... You've said it, but might end up there. Oh, but if, um, if that's what they're going to put out, you've got Tolman and Fanukin, I think, will probably yeah, be starting front you'd row. Accept that. But so, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Dragons, 26, beat Para 22, or what was uh, fielded of Para again. Um, where do you want to start? Start with Para. Why not? Oh, well, who won this game? Parramatta? Yeah, rightio. Um, 26-22, Dragons won uh, with the late Hayes drive. Parham started at fullback. Looked like there's something there. He may end up taking um, poor old Hayes Dunster's position on the wing. Um, or it could be... Uh, he's had a rap for a long time and he, he's, he feels small to me, but he's he's okay. Well, it looked like he was going to be lining up in the centres. I, I don't know now with the Hayes Dunster injury what they're going to do, how they're going to shuffle that back line. But um, Arthur... Arthur's boy, Jacob Arthur, actually looked really slick at times. He had some really nice touches, um, put a few people away with try assists. Um, his passing game and his short king game looked really good at different times. I keep getting um, told that he is flying preseason. He was, was it Gump who said that? Gump said last it, week, and someone yeah. else has said it uh, who would actually know. I can't think it was. Gump definitely said that the mail out of Parramatta is that Arthur's a legit, legit. 
He looked pretty slick at different times in this game. Which, uh, hey, with well, ball in uh, hand. Well, well, Dylan might play back row. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm Jake Harper and I've gone through half a season where a lot of people are bagging me out and saying that I'm only in the team because my dad's son. put me there. Yeah. If I react in any other way than working my ass off and you know trying to prove myself, then y- you've, you're prob- you probably shouldn't be there. So, um, Oregon Kafusi was very good. Um, he was probably their best forward on the field. Um, Makatawa would have been close behind him. He was strong as well. And um, Kai Rodwell actually really impressed in the, to me in this game anyway, and I think he'd be quite a good fringe player. Um, fill in different times at the 17. If they're down a few plays, he might even sneak his way into the starting team by the end of the year. But, um, yeah, he looked like someone that can do a job there for him in the back row. So Beauty. And uh, the Dragons obviously got the win on the board. Uh, they had, mm-hmm. didn't have uh, they fought hard half for the win, or something to be for half the game, so... Yeah. Um, they did look like they're struggling in the halves at different times, but there was also different times in the halves where they looked quite good. Um, Sloan had some quality touches. We expect that out of him. There's a lot of hype around him. And, yeah, he looked he looked quite good. Um, Suli, limited time, but he had some really good strong runs. Um, there was a nice offload there that led to a try. He looks like someone who will definitely be starting in the centres. For this team, um, Amone started well, but then sort of fell off the face of the earth. Um, Max Figai, I think he may have got injured by the end of the yeah, season, uh, by the yeah, end of the game, but yes. he was going quite well before he got injured. Um, Josh Maguire was playing halfback for mm-hmm. <laughs> about half an hour of this game, and he actually played quite well, believe it or not, playing at halfback. Um, it was just more short passing and following, you know, support play and just being in and around the ball. But he put he, he busted his ass to get there, which surprised Does that the hell suggest out of that me. hey, uh, football's not that hard? <laughs> <laughs> and Jackson Ford and Michael Molo were probably better than average in the middle uh, as some decent middle forwards. But again, there was a lot of players in this game that should have been there that didn't play. So <laughs> we'll see more this week coming. Yeah, so I guess. These are two teams... Well, let's how the Dragons... Uh, well, let's finish the Dragons. They're a team we've all been quite critical of. Uh, nothing really to change your mind. No, absolutely not. They weren't up against the best opposition. It was a... It was This was one of the better games, to be honest, to watch. Um, they both did fly out at each other. Parramatta started red hot um, and then dropped off and the, the Saints came back. And the one thing that you would say about them is that they fought to the very end and they kept turning up and... They were slapping backs like they'd won the competition after the, <laughs> the first trial game of the year, but they were well and truly up for this game, and they, you know, they yeah. they snuck back and. Uh, and lastly, Reed being back and fit. Uh, yeah, and he played about fine. ten minutes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but a few and we'll blew a few cobwebs out and you know, felt happy. Looked okay. So. Uh, anyway, so we wrapped the, the round up with a sixteen-all draw. The Knights and the Bulldogs, and I've just jerried. I'm pretty sure this is exactly what I tipped last year when it was a 16-0 draw. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't this what happened? Yeah, I'm I tipped sure the draw. This is it. <laughs> this is it. I just, I just jerried. And, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and you know what? I watch this game and it just hit, hit home to me. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Because, my God, this was hard to watch. Uh, and, yes, and everyone, yes, Matt Dufty was fast. And, yes, Matt Dufty did a nice ball. But my God, the rest of this game was a chore. 
Uh, and you actually watched this game, Ollie, so do you want to give us some uh, well, of your I insight? Well, pick the worst game to watch because you pretty much summed it up for me already <laughs> because it was the Matt Duffy But because we love it, it's just like, it's just like uh, there it is. Well, look, the big talking point coming out of this game is if the Bulldogs' jerseys looked good or not. Like, <laughs> well, as I messaged you, Blake, so they just, did not. I messaged, I think I messaged you guys and said someone left the black socks in the wash. Yeah. <laughs> Dufty, at least they're different. It's probably another 160 yeah. bucks per person. I, I personally charge. don't think it looked horrible or anything, and it's worthy you know, of a big debate. They they're okay. never gonna, they're never gonna wear it again, are they? They might wear it this week because it's the trials, I hope but they do make it. it a release or something. <sighs> well, oh, what did I say? Oh, their logo looked like a B label. That was the yeah, other yeah, yeah, the old Berries logo. Yeah, the <laughs> CUB logo. Well. Aren't both these teams supposed to be the premiers this year or something? I don't know. I've just no, been Bo- hearing Knights online. Knights definitely that, are. No, yeah, because they've lost Pierce and, and now they're... Four, so. And bo- yeah, so um, this is obviously <laughs> just a clash of two Titans who are uh, two of the contenders to win the premiership this year. It was a classic rugby league game up there with the likes of the 1963 grand final, 1989 grand final, 2015 grand final, because these are two of the best professional rugby league teams we have ever seen, according to half of social media. <laughs> it was 63 <laughs> players took the field in this game, man. 63 fucking players. Yeah, and a lot of, <laughs> 60 of them would have got hooked. So that's yeah. and, and 62 of them didn't come near Matt Duffy. Like, he was far and away the best player of the game. It's really the only thing you can take out of it in terms of a, a significant... Um, Impressive player, I guess you could say, but the rest of it was just sort of. It, it's so interesting that um, the very next day, Trent Barrett put out the statement, "I'm sick of having." Yeah, know, this what, well, haven't you built this yourself? Well, to me, you're going to blame the dogs. Actually, had more impressive players in their lineup than what the the Knights did, but they couldn't capitalise because they had nothing going on in their halves. Yeah. Their, but it, their but halves this, got and lost this is, and this confused. this is the point about both teams. The ball didn't get to the good players at the right time. And, and this is what I've said, is that there's nothing wrong with 9 out of 13 players last year that just couldn't... What I call the buffering team. They just always looked like they were still loading. I don't and know. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. I don't know how in any way the Bulldogs are better than 8 other teams in the comp. Well, they're not. They're not. No. <laughs> but they're like... But um, tell us which of those plays you thought were the good ones, Bar. From the Dogs team, obviously, you've mentioned Dufty. He was probably the best fucking player on the field. Ockenbaugh was close to the worst. He dropped every ball that ever came anywhere near him. I thought Shoop and Alamotti actually... But he scored a try, so it's all right. <laughs> I think Shoop and Alamotti actually were, were patchy, but they, they were okay. They looked like, you know, someone that the Dogs can probably... Stick in the centres and say that's your position and that's it. Um, Thompson Vaughan and Tavita Pangai Jr. were strong through the in the forward pack. They didn't play a lot of minutes, but when they were on there, they had an impact. Tavita Pangai Jr. was probably the best forward on the field. Uh, toss up with Clemmer. Clemmer actually looks really fit, and I thought he was really good when he was on there. Um, Joshua Cook came on and played a bit of dummy half and looked like a lively customer. Looks like he actually has something to offer in and around that hooking position and if he doesn't take that position off Jeremy Marshall King by halfway through the season, I'll be very surprised. Um, Avarillo's short kicking game was okay, uh, but other than that, there wasn't a lot to go there. And um, Siamanifang guy, he's been... He's just that prop, that worker, and he did it again. Um, he was up against a reserve he's grade been, team, he's but been, he's he been. was a you know considering he's realistically a seventeen or a reserve grader, he looked better than the majority of the players that were on the he's field. He's been so. a good tradesman since he's at the Tigers. Yeah, he has yeah. been. Yeah. Um, 
anything, like you just look at the halves. Literally, if Brendan Wakeham and Jake Averill got released tomorrow, who would sign them? Not in, many. In this country. Yeah, I don't think anybody would. Maybe Averillo for a 14 somewhere, but... Maybe a Cowboys, or, or don't say Tigers. Uh, <laughs> but literally, like the, and Gump puts it so well, who's going to take these blokes if they're not here? And they're not, they're just not. So, um, the, the, interesting, the other thing we thought about this weekend, uh, and we'll find out more this week, is um, obviously Burton being the star signing, and there's other star signings didn't play this week. A coach is actually hiding them. Just because they don't want to either have criticism or they don't want to have... Other teams look at them. Look at them. The way they're structured, their teams, for the season coming up. Like, yeah. in a logical world, wouldn't you want to have Matt Burton playing as much footy with these blokes Yeah, They possible? might have had a fucking contested trial back at their... They probably you know, have. I'm sure they have. I'm sure all teams ground. have. But, right. yeah. Well, one of, one of the Bulldogs' issues last year was that they'd signed so many plays, they just didn't seem to gel. Like there, there was, and that th- there's a good chance that could happen again this year. Like you would want your Burtons and your Ado cars, etc., to be playing trials just so well, you can see if they can. to see if they can form something. Like yes. you, you will see. I think you will see the ball move a little bit better, and the centers in Shoop and Alamotti will get a bit better um, opportunities with Burton in at, at seven we, or six. But we know Burton's but not a passing five eight. We know that. Early ball he is. He can is throw a, a decent long ball yeah, early as long as the pressure's not right on him. Foot step yeah. and, and the pace, yeah. which there's anything wrong with that. But Flanagan, I guess we're going to find out Flanagan's the other one up the sleeve. So. Well, he he played a few minutes at the back end of the game and um, failed to impress, but he didn't get a lot of time in this game. Uh, and just going through, like actually looking at the Newcastle team here that was named uh, is their best team. It's only missing Barnett. They only and, played um, about 15 minutes I, and then I they that. took them all off. <laughs> but um, they're only missing Barnett and uh, Fitzgibbon, I suppose, from the starting team. Yeah. And apparently, uh, old, uh, old uh, Adrian, Adam, uh, Aiden O'Brien's <laughs> decision was he wouldn't coach a team today. He would sit in the grandstand and watch. That Let was Joey his, coach? No, they both sat there. <laughs> they wanted He wanted to leave the players to themselves today, uh, which... Is ironically the only time they won a game last year was when he did the same thing. So yeah, hey, right. he's decided he's a better non-coach than coach. Good on him. I wish I could have the same bang job. Um, I found five out of the Knights team. I thought Dom Young was okay. Um, if mm. given to you know when Ockenbaugh's running off his wing and leaving ten meters for a bloke to catch a ball and score a try, he's going to look okay when he scores a couple of tries mm. with uncontested on the wing. But um, he's big enough, strong enough. Whether yeah. you know whether he's ball handling and that, or whether he makes his way into first grade, it's going to be interesting. Clune actually had a couple of really nice touches with the right to left pass, but Ponga's going to be going right to left as well. So mm-hmm. I think they might get in each other's way at different times during the year. Um, Clifford's kicking game was okay. We've always I've always had a spruik on his kicking game, but I'm not sure what else he offers uh, unless he's going to maybe scoot out the dummy half. Well, as I also mentioned, Clemmer looks fit, and he looks fitter than he has for a while. I think he's probably in for a pretty good year for the Knights. And Jariah Mamasia, um, yeah. I thought he looked like a pretty decent back rower slash front rower where, wherever they play him. Maybe even push him into the centres if they if they're struggling for a centre at times. But he looked like an option for a first grade spot. Uh, so the greatest supercoach signing of all time, Chris Randall. How do you look? <laughs> didn't didn't do much, man. It just, 
The best yeah. time, he, the couple of runs that he had was probably the best that he looked. Um, but Tom Sanks just said his service is questionable. Um, but if he plays eighty minutes, he's a super. He, he's he's, you know, he's going to make money in Supercoach. <laughs> that's a dull different to being a no, first no. grade so, hooker. So. This is something I sort of want to come back to every couple of weeks for Newcastle. Um, at the moment, what is Luke Brooks going to bring to this side in round fourteen? Every, uh, well, a lot right now. <laughs> So right now it's looking pretty bad. That's going to be the parameter for me for Newcastle. Luke I'm going to say, what's Luke Brooks going to bring? To, to be honest, he'd uh, probably bring a running game to them, uh, which is which he does twice a game, and yeah. that's about it. And he, d- he, under, he actually should do more. Because yeah, Clifford's 100%. kicking games about the same. Um, and at least Brooks is left foot and he's got pace. And can tackle, actually. Well, I'm, I might bring this up every three weeks then until he inevitably joins. <laughs> that's a, but the, that's the, the, a you, that's what, a you thing. So that's how, how, yeah, how's well, Luke Brooks? You keep tabs on that and we'll, <laughs> we'll just answer your, your so, ridiculous uh, questions so every three weeks. <laughs> in summation, <laughs> no, right, well, very quickly, a very quick word because we have much long left here. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, do you take anything out of Either the week? Dogs and the Knights beat any other team that played this weekend. Well, probably the Tigers. Maybe, maybe the Sharks, but I still think the Tigers and Sharks beat both of those teams that played this weekend. Oh, in the first half, Tigers definitely. In the first half, Tigers definitely do. Uh, It's just like I said, twenty twenty one. We'll learn a lot more this weekend. So just to run through, I'm not going to. Teams have been in there. They have. I'm not going to read teams. Um, So just to recap, uh, this week looks like uh, we get Manly and Raiders on Friday night. Roosters and Tigers, can't wait. Warriors, Titans. Saturday looks good because we'll be washed out. Uh, <laughs> we get Para Eels, a clash of... Uh, oh, we get Warriors, Titans on Saturday. This As could be a said, good... Yeah. Super, no, I said... Sorry, I thought I meant Friday. Should be a good Super Saturday for us. Uh, There's four games. Battle of the West. Uh, yes, four games. Battle of the West, uh, Panthers, Para. We get the... Charity Shield at 7, and we get the Broncos-Cowboys at 9. So I believe we'll be booking the Greygums Hotel to host us that evening. That I have fun. From 3 till midnight? 3 till midnight. <laughs> Happy I days. could be at and that I battle like the this at that time. That's fine. Good luck. But would I rather... That's hour I, I, am sub- I am supposed Come to be on. meeting up with Dana <laughs> at the game, and I haven't seen our colonial correspondent for a little while, so we'll see. And Sunday we get the Storm and Knights, Monday we get the Sharks and Bulldogs, which is like if there's ever a definitive <laughs> Monday night football game, it is the Sharks. <laughs> What's the Sharks lose to the Bulldogs I'm, 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 again? I'm, that is Monday night football. I'm sorry to extend this longer than it should be, but did you hear today the Daily Telegraph are reporting the NRL's considering bringing back Monday so night should. football? No. I'll, I'll scrap Thursday for Monday, any day of the week. Yeah, but they I have wouldn't to scrap because one. You can't have Monday's both, been proven. I just said, no, I just yeah. said scrap. Monday's been proven. I would suspect the reason is Monday probably draws better than Thursday. In terms of television? Yes. Feel, feel shit? Yeah, what it all means. But like, I would rather scrap both and have a 6 o'clock Sunday game. Absolutely. Yeah, so would I. Yeah. It, it, it or makes sense. even have a four-game Saturday, well, what? as we've got here. Start at yeah. 3 and go to... Oh, you go midday. You go go to Warriors fucking back 11 o'clock. Or you'd... And, and, yeah, half the you get. I'd rather go two Friday and the rest Saturday. Well, Sunday. pretty so, really pretty soon we are going to have the nine games a week. So you put two on Friday, you have four on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, two Sunday, midday game, one Monday, you'd have midday game, three Sunday. Uh, I'd just have no, three no, Sunday. or or two, three, six, uh, two, four, six Sunday. I'd prefer the Friday to Sunday to be honest. I'd yeah, the Friday to Sunday, I'd do it. Out, and I could just in winter just block out my day and go. Watching footy from two o'clock. Yep. See, is it dinner time? 
<laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, two four two three three for sure. Uh, but I used to I had some really fun Monday night footy games in my time, and I would rather them play it on a Monday a than a Thursday. I remember as a kid, I used to like going to Penrith Park whenever they played on a Monday and mm. be able to hear my my own echoes. The so only good option on the Monday oh, is the that it's is atrocious, yeah. but. Um, I used to go up and watch it. They though. start the Monday at 7 and they start the Thursday at 8.30. Oh, so yes, it 100%. The Monday game should kick off the minute the news finishes. Six, Have it 6.30 kick off and be done. Because really, and I'll complain about it with Big Bash too much. Get get it so your kids can watch. I don't want to have to... If my son wants to watch... The Tigers uh, play the on Tigers a Monday. The Tigers play on a Monday yeah. and I have to say, sorry, mate, you're going to bed at 8.30. Well, that's, kick it off that's at 6.30 and, and you can stay up till quarter to nine. And, and I can send it a bit at half time anyway because I'll be down by 30. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to watch this anymore, Dad. So in round three of the trials, there's nothing scheduled there. No, nothing. Um, so that's it. So last word, we usually finish on Supercoach. Uh, support our league. Our league's full. Support our group. But Barn, out of the weekend, as I find the Supercoach number, uh, some players that you might have now elevated as more so cheapies or pods uh, from this week. Not, not so much. Uh, Reconfirmed re- with me with Makatoa. I, even if he's not starting at the price he is for a, a second rower, I think he's going to play the entire season in first grade unless and le- and injury prevents. So I think he's someone that you want to look at. Cody Nicarima as a dual, um, if he's going to be coming in and playing that kind of impact for the Warriors, um, there, there might be something there. Savage, is, if he gets a first, um, if he gets first crack at fullback, um, if you're looking for a cheap option to find a way to squeeze someone like Tommy in or Nathan Cleary, he's definitely a, a fullback option to play as a reserve. Mm-hmm. And um, apart from that, that's it. I haven't seen a great deal that's going to force their way into first grade. So no. Um. All good there. Yeah, the ones I would probably mention, uh, I thought Ethan Bullimore, if he gets a starting spot, uh, fits perfectly between DCE and uh, Turbo. He'll, uh, he'll score tries and he will give try assists and around 280 stood out like a sore thumb to me. You mentioned Kobe Hetherington, another one. Just want to see where, in fact, he fits. But here's the other one. And I think all those wanted to pile on uh, Targo can feel pretty comfy right now. Yeah, that, 280 grand or whatever it is for um, a centre wing. But yeah. the key with that is whoever Penrith name it, 345. Teamless team Tuesday yeah, <laughs> before round one, there's going to be a Because even now, Robert, if they're naming Robert Jennings at 220, I'm still getting him. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, you're going to be looking for the team list the, on the Tuesday before, before round one. Just be careful, uh, again, with the coaches that like to chop and change and fuck around with the shit, yeah. <laughs> the, the shithousery before. But I think, uh, I think we're in a... I think in this day and age of COVID, we're in a good spot. I think COVID's going to get us more than Desi might these days. But um, that'll... Fingers crossed it's all past since then. Any, any final words, boys? Let's uh, move on. This is gone uh, quite I'm much. Looking forward to um, next week, which should be a <laughs> lot higher um, <laughs> lot higher level of football than what we saw this weekend. Yeah, well, I'll actually watch some games <laughs> this weekend. Yes, yeah, so I'll have that good. up my sleeve too. So <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Uh, does the season start the week after? Yeah. No, there's a week oh. off, and then the season starts so the week after. So we've got a show that. next week. We've got oh, shows every week, but review show next week. 
and a couple of weeks away from our preview show. So thank you, boys. It's been a pleasure as always. Thanks to Great Gums Hotel, and we will talk to everyone after a while. Not